Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. Welcome back to the Nerdgasm Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. A&D. We got photos of Hakeem Phoenix in the new Joker makeup, along with 30-second clip. Is he capturing the Joker essence, or are we going to get another failed Joker attempt? Also, Sony just announced a PlayStation Classic, where we're going to get the Classic at the end of the year and build with 20 games in there. But however, Nintendo is leaking out that they may do an N64 class before the year is up. All this and more, so come back, sit back, and listen, and enjoy, and feel the Nergasm. Welcome back to the Nergasm Talk Podcast. I am your host, Mr. A&D, and yes, I am chilling by myself today on this podcast. Uh, Swag on Zero is currently not here at the moment. He is out doing a lot of very busy things. So, you know, shout out to Swag on Zero. I hope he gets everything in order that needs to get in order. But the show must go on, and it's already been bad enough that we have missed two weeks of the show already so i do apologize to you guys out there for anybody out there that was expecting the nerdgasm talk podcast we have been missing two weeks so i apologize for it and i'm really trying to get this show back up on weekends but there's a lot of podcasts that we are uh behind doing that we're trying to get up to and everything but you know what we're going to get back on there if i got to make sure we do it on this channel we got to do it and also i want to give a special thank you out there for everybody there on youtube thank you for helping me cross 10,000 subscribers. You don't understand. That is a milestone of mine when it came to YouTube. There was a time on YouTube when we were just at six subscribers. And I was like, there's no way we're going to get to 10,000. And we are here. We're actually over 10,000. Last time I checked, I was like, it was at 10,126 subscribers. So thank you guys for out there. We're trying to plan something very special for you guys, whether it be a Q&A or a live stream or a live podcast. I know we're going to try to start a Patreon so you guys can help us, so we can help you guys get more content out there. That's what I'm actually hoping for. So the whole Nerd Coalition got to meet up and do everything and try to talk about how we're going to do these kind of things and everything like that. But I want to just say, take a time to say thank you out there because that, that is one of the milestones because right now I'm on the road to 100,000 subscribers. I want my silver play button. I know there's the gold play button, the platinum play button. I All that's bonus to me. Right now, I want the silver play button. That's one of the things I want up on my wall as I'm doing the YouTube. I want that silver play button. And I thank all y'all for keep subscribing and enjoying the content. I know we've been very wrestling heavy for the past couple days because 2K19 is about to come out. And, of course, you know, I'm a, heavy, I'm a big wrestling fan. So, we, you know, I do a lot of coverage on that game every single year. So, 2K, if you're listening to this, invite me up there but yes we i am doing the best i can right now it's a solo thing right now i don't have too many teammates that are you know available to help me out at the moment but we're gonna try to get back into there when it comes to different reactions and movie reviews and things of that nature so i appreciate the patience and i appreciate all the support to this channel 
And another thing I guys want you guys to support is Spacious Productions. Make sure because we have to pay the bills here and we are part of a production company, Spacious Productions. For all those who are new here, new subscribers and everything, you know, I mentioned this all the time on the podcast, Spacious Production, or excuse me, Spacious Philly. They had changed their production company. It's Spacious Philly where you guys can listen to all the all these podcasts that we have on there. And we're on there. Both of our podcasts are on there, the Nerdgasm Talk Podcast and the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast. Those podcasts are supposed to come up every weekend, whether it's Saturday or Sunday. We're trying to still get it, but once again, we have been coming late on Mondays a couple times, so I do apologize about that. Make sure you guys uh, check out the new show coming out, Turntables, Hip Hop Culture and Beyond. So if y'all are hip-hop head out there and y'all enjoy hip-hop, make sure you guys check out Lady Sketch when it comes to Turntables. And also, if you guys out there just or anybody out there who just want to talk about situations in life and everything, we have Drunk Thoughts, Sober Tongues coming out on Spaces Philly as well. And also, the Spaces Philly uh, family, make sure you check out the Mark and Dark Show, which is their weekly podcast that they do over there where we talk about pop culture nerd related things just like the nerd gas talk podcast along with both sides so make sure you check out all those great podcasts and when it comes to us you guys can obviously listen to us on youtube so make sure you hit that subscribe button to get these podcasts every weekend i'm gonna make sure i try to get them to you guys every single weekend and also but if you guys don't listen to podcasts on youtube i don't blame you You guys can listen to us on all the podcast apps if you have android you can listen to us on stitcher if you have iphone listen to especially that new iphone that just came out listen to us on itunes you know what i'm saying great phone all screen you might want to just listen to us also you guys can check out uh us on speaker soundcloud google play we're on all those podcast apps and we're going to continue to grow on that one so make sure you guys check out all that great stuff and all that great content that we have coming for you guys but, so, I'm going to get on with the show today. Like I said, I'm a solo act today. But there's things I have to talk about and I have to bring up to it. There's not going to be too much. I don't have any email questions uh, for you guys this week because nobody's sending no emails. But, once again, if you want to send the emails, you can always go into therealnerdcoalition at gmail.com. Once again, that's therealnerdcoalition at gmail.com. C-O-A-L-I-T-I-O-N. And just, you know, put uh, in a topic, in, in a subject title, just, you know, just put in topic or something like that, if it's for the Nerdgasm Talk Podcast. So, I'm only going to talk about a couple of topics today that came to mind that I really need to talk about, because we haven't got back to it, everywhere, and I uh, got to it, and I've been busy with videos, but Hakeem Phoenix. So, for those who don't know Hakeem Phoenix, I got introduced to Hakeem Phoenix when I was watching Signs, that's when I first got introduced to him. And I seen Gladiator, but I didn't know he was in Gladiator until I went and saw Signs and then went back and watched Gladiator because I wouldn't pay attention like that when I was younger. And Ladder 49, which is one of them. It, Ladder 49 wasn't, you know, you know, received highly on Rotten Tomatoes or anything, but I really enjoy Ladder 49, especially everything that deals like firefighters and stuff. I'm a huge Chicago Fire fan, so I like those kind of stories, especially 911. I like those kind of scenarios. So he was in those two movies, and that's why I got introduced to Hockey Phoenix. He's playing the Joker coming up, and the Joker has a movie coming out. Uh, 2019, Warner Bros. is doing a solo Joker movie. So, of course, everybody wants to know well, how Hakeem Phoenix is going to do because, of course, we got all these other Jokers from over the past years, and there has never really been one that get to that Heath Ledger you know, status in a lot of people's opinion. Me, personally, 
each Joker brings something different to the table. You got to be able to respect which each what each actor brings to the table. But I just think that a lot of people were so sour on Jay Leto's portrayal of the Joker in Suicide Squad that they kind of you know you know been eggy on the Joker. Like they want you to bring it, and a lot of people let's just face it, they're looking for another Heath Ledger, but you're not going to get another Heath Ledger. So they uh a couple of days ago. Hakeem Phoenix just released a picture of himself on there, kind of had like the long hair, and it was Arthur Flick or Flack, I believe his name is in the movie. Once again, Joker doesn't have a real name. Joker's backstory, if you guys read the Killing Joke, is like multiple choice kind of way, so you never really know what the true backstory is. So that's the funny thing about it. you can make the Joker's backstory any kind of way you want to. And it was just a regular old picture, so I was like, well, there's no point in me doing a video about it, but then. He put on the clown makeup, and they had like a 30-second teaser of him just standing there, and you can kind of see like these lights going past his face, and you can see like the, the clown image going across his face, and then at the end, you see him in the clown makeup and, and smiling. Now, before I go any further, I want to get into the clown makeup. Now, this is not the usual kind of Joker makeup that it was. It was more like an actual circus clown type makeup, which kind of threw me off a little bit because I was looking at it and I was like, oh, these little blue diamonds he has above above and below his eyes. And he has uh, these like red eyebrows that kind of threw me off. And I was like, but you know what? It Joker is a clown. I got it. So I looked at it as origin story style Joker. This is where you go before you need to get where you're going. You know what I'm saying? So I figured this is what it was probably looking like. And I was like, probably at the end of the movie, he gets to more traditional style Joker or whatever Warner Brothers plans is. Because I don't think this Joker movie is part of the DCEU or the, the world's DC. Because especially with uh, Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck leaving, it's like they're going to probably just reboot this whole thing. So I think this is just make, making it be a solo style movie. But we don't know yet. The movie is literally a year and a month away, I believe. No, no, a year and a couple weeks away. So we have no idea what's you know what thing is going to be for the Joker movie. However, I was looking at, it and I was like, uh, how do I, how do I like this? But then they released a little clip. There's like a, a screen test or something of that nature where he's hopping off this train, and he got these other clowns being up all these people, and he's hopping off, and he's you know inciting chaos just like the Joker would, and he. Then they took another picture. This picture looked very sinister to me. I was just like, my God. I was like, I can see this being the Joker. I really could. And I can. he has like the Joker suit on. It's it's classic Joker. It's almost like if you look at the cartoons, the Bruce Timm cartoons, that's the kind of Joker it is. That kind of suit it is. It's like very loud and very vibrant. And then he has the, you know, the clown makeup on it. But he can play the role very sinister. And I, I'm... You know, I, I'm really kind of excited about it. I, I really would like to know what, like, Swag on Zero's opinion was or anything of that nature. I mean, I'm probably going to call and ask him later how he thinks of what the new Joker is. But as of looking at it, I'm sitting there saying to myself, I'm like, you know what? This could kind of work because I don't mind when they try to bring new things to different characters to spice it up a little bit. Let's be honest here. If you're going to do the same thing over and over again with a character it's going to sound i mean it's going to it's going to get dull after a while and there's no 
Joker, even if you start all the way back from Cesar Romero or Romano, forgive me for botching his name, from the Adam West Batman series all the way down to Jerry Little, each Joker is different. Each Joker is different. I remember uh, Cesar Romero Joker uh, was very like the the clown, the very bright colors and, you know, uh, laughing and do the kind of tricks to, you know, to, to piss Batman off kind of clown. Then you go to Jack Nicholson's Joker, which actually gave a backstory to, and he was more sinister, more dark, especially for, you know, the late 80s. And he still he still was very comical, but he was a more darker version of the Joker, like to the point where he can he can give you nightmares type thing. And he had a, a very decent laugh. Like, I, his laugh is iconic when he did it. But then you go into the 90s animated series and then what Mark Hamill brought to the Joker in the animated series, that was my favorite Joker until The Dark Knight. But up until then, Mark Hamill's Joker from the Batman animated series was very, very intimidating as well, even though it was, you know, animated cartoon. Then, of course, you get Heath Ledger in 2008 portraying. He took all that fun out. He just really was like a dark, sinister scary don't want to mess with this guy joker type thing he was very you know smart with it you know he was crazy not stupid type thing so i that's what the joker everybody remembers and you know was very scary and everything and then you had the jared little joker who was more like the punk rockish kind of like the joker they like they try to take the dark knight returns approach and it just kind of went sideways me personally wasn't the biggest fan of it but I didn't hate it like everybody else did. I, it was something different, and they were trying to bring to it. But there, it just—he just looked more like a caric—a caricature opposed to a, you know, car, a decent character in my personal opinion. And then, so now we got this version of the Joker too. So I'm like to see him, you know, Hakeem Phoenix bring something to the Joker that's his, you know. And I, I want it to be something that. He gets inspired from all the other Jokers, but it's still his kind of Joker. So when people see it, I don't want them to say, oh, he's doing Heath Ledger. Oh, no, he's doing Jerry Little. Oh, no, he's doing Mark Hammore or Jack Nicholson. It doesn't matter. I don't want him to, I don't want them to, I want them to see them. They're like, whoa, that guy is pretty fucked up for him because it's the Joker. He has a fucked up story, and you can make that story any kind of way you want to because there really is no set story for the Joker, such as a Batman backstory. So I'm really uh I, I I liked it. I thought it was I thought it was pretty decent. I thought it was pretty cool and everything. I I'm curious to see what you guys thought of it. You guys if you listen to a YouTube you can post it in the comments down below or you guys can email us at the real nerd coalition at gmail.com to you know talk about it. But I, I, I think it's I think it's a step in the right direction. I really want to see where this is going because I also do miss solo superhero style movies and what i mean by that is everything is in a universe and don't get me wrong i love the universes but i we're at a point now where we're spoiled that every superhero movie comes out they be like oh this is crossover with this or this is crossover with that blah 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 blah. and you're like bro slow down everything don't have to cross over that's not how it used to be it just said marvel came in they did their thing, and now everything has to cross over. If Marvel was to ever make a movie that did not cross over in a certain universe, I think the fans would be like, well, y'all failed. Like, no, that's what it used to be. So I think it will, it's going to be a breath of fresh air to just see a Joker movie based on the Joker 
and not based in any universe. Like we're, I don't think we're gonna see Hakeem Phoenix in the DCU. Not happening. I don't expect Ben Affleck's Batman. Not happening. Don't expect Christian Bale to come back and say, "Hey, well, this is, well, that wouldn't make sense anyway." I'm just saying. But yeah, don't expect Ben Affleck to come in there and say, "Hey, this is the new Joker," because Jared Little has been established that that's the Joker in the DCEU. So this needs to be an own standalone thing. If they want to make it like a trilogy type thing, I don't know about all that, but. Having movies that tells the villain side of the story, I think is good, especially when we have Venom coming out in two weeks, and I'm which I'm actually want to go and hashtag give it a chance. I actually want to see that. And when you have the Predator, <clears throat> that just came out. Well, of course, you know they're done a lot of Predator movies anyway. But when it comes to movies, especially comic book movies based on the villain, I think that is benefit. You know beneficial to the comic book genre it helps expand it everything because you don't want to hear all about the heroes and all most of the heroes kind of got a generic story depending on which hero you're talking about so hearing just the villains i think is really 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 good so hey lord willing i want to be there next year to see the joker film i really you know really want i'm gonna check it out i'm gonna give it my eyes opinion like i'm mostly doing all these movies but right now venom is coming up but after that I'm going to move on to uh, something else. I don't have a good swag way for this one. But uh, Sony has just released. And they're going to be doing a PlayStation Classic. Now for those who are not been following the whole classic series and stuff like that. That's when uh, they take an old gaming console. And then they make it very, very smaller. Put an HDMI cord in back so you can plug up to these HD TVs. Because what a lot of people don't realize is that. A lot of these old systems, especially when they came out with the NES Classic and the SNES Classic, where these old systems, because I had them, had coax cables. Even when I go to retro cons and stuff like that, they have coax cables. TVs today don't have cable boxes like that, or to the point where back TVs don't have that many coax cables to plug up these kind of systems. So, I mean, well... You can, you know, finesse and finesse. They got so many adapters out now. But now this is a straight one where it just gives you an HDMI cord to plug right up into the new HDTV. So they had the uh, NES Classic. Everybody was going crazy over the NES Classic. Me personally, I was not one of those people. I liked the NES, but I was not big on it. I was not really big on Nintendo. When, on, don't, don't get me wrong. I love Nintendo. But when the, when the Super Nintendo came out, I mean, when the Nintendo came out, I didn't have it. I didn't care for much games other than buying some Mario Party stuff like that or Super Mario. But I didn't really care for it. When Super Nintendo came out, I liked the whole 16-bit uh, gaming thing in there. I was not more of the 8-bit fan. 16-bit, you got me. But 8-bit, I was just like, some things are just uh, painful to play through. But, but once again, those are games you had back in the day. If, and if you had Game Boy... You know, saying, hey, you had an 8-bit right there. And I was, like I said, I was more in it. I'm in the portable gaming things. I've had almost every portable gaming system that has been created. Almost. There are some things that I have not had, but I've had almost every portable one. And still got them to this day. But when Super Nintendo came out, I was like, okay, let me think about getting the SNES. But however... My brother bought me a Sega, Sega Genesis, and I fell more in love with Sega Genesis because I'm a huge Sonic guy. So they never made a Genesis Classic, which I was like, uh, I would kind of wish y'all would have made a Genesis Classic. But the reason why I really did not go out and get the SNES 
Classic or the Nintendo Classic, or if they made a second one, when they got it anyway, because I have a Retron. And the Retron, I especially had the, the new Retron where it plays up to like five different games in there Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, uh, Game Boy, Game Boy Advance. It's like, what? Okay. All that on the big screen, and it has the HDMI cord and everything. And you know, you, you could play with the classic controls just like you could do with the uh, SNES. So I had that. There was no point in me going out and getting the whole, you know, small for no reason. However, PlayStation is my thing. And when they announced PlayStation, I said, You gotta be kidding me. It's gonna come with 20 preloaded games. Now, the first thing that came to anybody's head was, What are the games gonna be? In this PlayStation now they've only mentioned about five games so far and uh, the, the games that they caught really my attention when they said it was that it says gonna include fan favorites like Final Fantasy 7 Jumping Flash Ridge Racer type 4 Tekken 3 and Wild Arms now two days that came to my one day that came out was Tekken 3 I'm a huge fighting game guy. Tekken is not my favorite fighting game franchise, but having T Tekken was known on the PlayStation and having it on there is like, okay, yeah, I like that. People I know are going to be hyped for Final Fantasy 7, but I know they're going to reboot that, but I was never big in, in the Final Fantasy. Don't kill me, but I, I was never big on in that game. I'm, but I want to see what more of the games are going to be. Like, is it going to be like Crash Bandicoot, the first one? And that would be kind of cool, but I already have Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy on the Switch. And on the PS4, so I don't need that one again. Or, uh, like, is there gonna be Twisted Metal? I'm thinking, like, hey, what you put now? You put Twisted Metal game on there, you know, we can, uh, we can do some talking type thing. I, I would like to see Twisted Metal, or maybe, uh, I, I'm trying to think of some other games right off the top of my head that I'd like to see on there, but that would be some of the things like I really would like to go out and buy it because, me personally, I would just like to play my old PlayStation games on it because you can still play your old PlayStation games on the PlayStation Mini but you don't have to worry about trying to hook up all the old cables and things of that nature now I have a PS2 still and my PS2 is like you know it's old and you know sometimes it gets you know decolorized you try to plug it up the colors ain't the same really and I use that for my PlayStation games but having this PlayStation Classic coming out to hook up right on my HD TV and I could just pop in Marvel vs. Capcom the first one Rival Schools, Street Fighter Alpha, or SmackDown 2, Know Your Role. Yes, sign me up. I will do that. And even about what games come with it, it's that what games I can play on it when I still have. Street Skater, all that. However, with the rivalry back in the day, now I ain't talking about the rivalry like we got with PS4 and Xbox One. I'm talking about the rivalry, PlayStation versus Nintendo. So there have been rumors and things coming out saying that Nintendo noticed that the PlayStation Classic is coming out. They're going to try to release the N64 Classic. That's what I was waiting for. That, I'm be honest with you. That's what I was waiting for. The N64 Classic because I, I I know you got Nintendo and Super Nintendo, but this N64 is the greatest system or one of my greatest systems of all time. Okay. Of all time, and an N64 Classic, number one, you need four ports. Because you got to have four people to play. You, you can, you can, it can come with two, but you need four ports on there. And I would love to see what games they would have built in to the N64 Classic. 
Now, I know it's going to be hard to kind of get the exact kind of games that I would like on the Nintendo 64 Classic, but a couple of them come to mind. like, you can't have a Nintendo 64 Classic. First of all, I think they'll probably do the same amount as PlayStation, going with the 20 games type thing, opposed to you know, anything more than that. But Nintendo has some great classics on there, which I can see. Now, of course, everybody, when they hear classic, they're thinking about the three standards. Mario Kart, No Mercy, and Goldeneye. Now, hold on, slow your brooks. I don't think No Mercy, for the wrestling fans out there, which they still call the greatest wrestling game of all time, and Goldeneye, due to a lot of copyrights and stuff like that, I, I, I don't know the logistics behind it, but I think it'll be a little bit harder to get that opposed to some other first-person shooter games. But, of course, we know GoldenEye is the all-be-all first-person shooter game. That's actually a first-person shooter game that I played on the 64, and it will be good to have it on there. But, once again, if you're getting a classic that can have an HDMI plug right up to the TV, you can take the old cartridge and put it in there. Now, of course, me being a wrestling fan, you, there's no way. I don't know if they're going to put a wrestling game on there. They, If, they, if it's not going to be No Mercy or WrestleMania 2000, they shouldn't put no wrestling game on there to start with but the good thing is i have enough uh old n64 games i could just pop right up in there such as no mercy wrestlemania 2000 wcw versus nwo revenge all that great stuff same thing with pokemon stadium i i, I like the first one opposed to the second one too much we have pokemon stadium the legend of zelda uh, like I said, Mario Kart, Super Mario Party. You know, like you got it. Smash Brothers, the first Smash Brothers. Now, of course, Smash Brothers has evolved over time and become a different different game. But of course, that first Smash Brothers, it would be good to have nostalgia to have that already on the N64. Mortal Kombat Trilogy or Mortal Kombat Mythology Sub-Zero, because that's why I first played it on. A lot of people probably played it on PlayStation first, but I played it on N64 first as well so i i don't think they're going to put a lot of those uh titles that were both on playstation and 64 i think they're going to you know it'll be better just to put more nintendo exclusive things on there so i can see you know uh mario super mario party mario kart uh donkey kong smash brothers golden eye zelda like i see all those things already being built in to the game but still just to have an n64 mini because the problem is i go out to these retro cons i go out to these retro stores and i always buy n64 a new one and there's always something wrong with it and i don't know what it is and i'm like either the reset button is stuck or it, it, it works but all uh something else is not working every time i put my cartridge in and try to plug it up to the cables i have in the back of the tv it just never seems to work for me i know i'm probably doing something wrong but i'm just like you know what cut all the book cut all the bs just get the N64 and then just have something I can plug in with the HDMI. Now, if you're going to ask me which do I think will sell better, there's no way I'm going against N64 when it comes to selling better. Because, like I said, the games that they already told me on PlayStation has not sold me. I just wanted to get the PlayStation to plug it up to my uh, TV so I can play my old PlayStation games. All the games that I like to play on PlayStation, I guarantee you, are not going to be built into the PlayStation. But, you know, having, like, Tekken... I already have Tekken 3 on PlayStation anyway, but having that N64 one, N64 is, like, the mother of systems in the, in the 90s, and you, you just stayed up and played with your friends and had sleepovers and stuff of that nature, and it's four controllers. 
you gotta have four ports on there for four controllers on there for the minute. You, it just has to be done. And I, you find more excitement with the games. And me personally, if I had to deal with an old controller, like I'm so used to PlayStation, PlayStation having the uh, analog sticks, you know, the Dual Shocks. Now the first PlayStation did not have that, and it was just a very uh, controller. But so was the 64 because it had that third leg, and I had the third leg I'm talking about. But it had that third leg in there that just kind of that m-shaped thing it kind of maybe it was reminiscent over mario but i was just saying that m-shaped controller was you know can kind of be kind of hard sometimes especially when you're playing like a wrestling game you gotta use that little joystick thing in the middle but i'm just curious to see if you guys had to pick up one if you listen to us on youtube or if you want to answer us via email like i said you can email us at the real nerd coalition at gmail.com you can tell me which one, if they do make a 64 Classic and they're going to try to come out with it this year to combat with Sony's uh, PlayStation Classic. Me personally, I thought they were going to make a 64 Classic. It wouldn't come out until next year. But if they were going to try to push it to come out at the same around the same time, Christmas time, with the PlayStation, which one would you go for? The PlayStation Classic or the N64 Classic? I'm curious to hear which one you guys will go for. Me personally, I will go with 64 all the way, and I get PlayStation when it's available. That's how that's how that's how it is. But right now, I'm trying to get my uh one on put on reserve so I can have it enough in time. And the thing is, I I gotta figure out the places where to go because it seems like Best Buy and those kind of places have it. I don't think GameStop sells those kind. Of, they, they should, but I never really heard them, you know, promote the when you go into GameStop and say, "Hey, put this on reserve." So I don't know. But yes, yeah, so guys, so that's what it is going to be for the Nerd Games Talk podcast. I want to talk about those two topics for you guys uh, real quick. But before we get before we end the podcast, I'm going to do the thing what I've been doing, bringing it, uh, bringing something new to the podcast, and that is the box office uh the weekend box office so let's see what movies were uh were doing good the weekend box office this past weekend now this weekend uh we, we got a couple new movies that came out this weekend as well and the new movie that came out this weekend well, well first of all let's go over the top five and i'll let you know what was new so coming at number one this week which was new was the house with a clock in its walls the jack black movie that brought in 26 million dollars almost 20 27 million dollars so it did pretty good on its opening weekend the total uh the budget was 42 million i believe it was so you know i'm pretty sure they can make their money back uh coming in at number two a simple favor i did not get a chance to see that movie at all they brought in 10 million dollars and then we have coming at number three which was number two last week the Nun, The Nun coming in and bringing another $10 million. I wonder if that's really good because I know that I enjoy some of the Conjuring stuff and the, this whole Conjuring series and universe that they're doing. I heard The Nun was kind of, uh, uh like it, it was like, okay, it got the jump scares, but there's too much of it and not enough character development. So I don't know. You guys can post that in the comments. How do you guys feel about The Nun? Uh, coming at number four, which was number one last week was Predator bringing in another eight million dollars uh this weekend and then coming in number five still in the top five crazy rich asians which is number five last week was number five this week bringing another six million dollars that must be a really good movie because people have been keep on seeing and telling me to go out and see it i have not seen crazy rich asians yet so i probably need to check that out now if you're going down top 10 last week at number four which now coming at number six is white boy rick uh bringing in at five million dollars even Straight $5 million even. And then the number seven, which was number six last week, was Peppermint, which is, I think, that that's the um 
what's her name? Uh, Jennifer uh, Gardner movie, Thirteen Going on Thirty. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's her movie coming in and uh, showing her being a badass. Then we have Michael Moore's new movie, uh, the documentary, I should say, coming in at number eight. This is a new release for this, so I think this is kind of flop. I, I don't, you know what? I don't know what they were expecting for it to do because I don't know what the budget really was, but he brought in, it was only $3 million this opening weekend. Uh, it's called Fahrenheit 11.9. Now, I don't know what the documentary is about. I did see some of Fahrenheit 9.11, so I'm curious to see what the Michael Moore's Fahrenheit 11.9 is about. Uh, coming in at number nine, after number seven, we're still in the top 10, The Meg, which is the, the Megalodon Shark. And number 10, rounding off this past week, which was number eight last week, was is Searching. So I heard Searching was a pretty uh, dope movie as well. Oh, by the way, yeah, the Meg brought in uh, $2 million, and so did Searching. Uh, Mission Impossible finally got knocked out the top 10 with uh, his number 13 spot. And uh, Life Itself, this new movie, Life Itself, that came out, uh, was a new release. It came out at number 11, which only brought in another $2 million. So that is the weekend box office for you guys. So, and that, that's right there since I ain't by myself today. That's where I'm going to end this podcast. So, I hope everybody uh, enjoyed the podcast. I'm sorry it's a little bit late, but like I said, I'm doing things, rocking out by myself for a little while until, you know, we get the whole crew back here and we can do, you know, more longer and more thing kind of podcasts. But I really want to talk about the, the uh, Hakeem Phoenix and the Joker thing and the, the new PlayStation Classic stuff coming out to you guys but you know what if you guys have any email questions for me or anything you guys want to know make sure you guys email us at the real nerd coalition at gmail.com once again that's the real nerd coalition at gmail.com and then if you're listening to us on youtube make sure you guys subscribe to the channel thank you for guys for getting us over 10 grand and trust me we're going to try to do something uh, start a Patreon, a, a live stream, a Q&A for you guys to participate. We want y'all to participate because y'all been giving us, a, uh, subscribing to us and everything. So it's been really, really great. So uh, make sure you guys do that. Once again, we're on all the podcast apps. Uh, we are on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Speaker. Make sure you check us out, the Nerdgasm Talk Podcast, and check out Spaces Philly, which is the production company that we are part of. And Spaces Philly has their two popular podcasts the market dark show which is a weekly podcast that they do i think it comes out every tuesday now opposed to the weekend and of course they got on both sides and then we got stuff from the nerd coalition over there with the nerd gas and talk podcast and no gimmicks needed wrestling podcast then turntables hip-hop culture and beyond with lady sketch and drunk thoughts sober tongues with left brain over there aka joe franklin so make sure you guys check out all that great content and you know say we're all one big podcast and family so once again uh i'm you know clocking out for by myself though but once again this is nc the place to be channel 20 mr a and d and q flow wherever you're at take us out Time to take a listen. Swag on zero A and E. It's the coalition. We talking comics, both Marvel and DC. The factory at Dids and the WWE. Anime too. What a surprise! If you digging what I'm saying, go and like and subscribe. It's the coalition. The nerd coalition.
B-sides, rare finds, secret shows. Whether it's a must-see concert or a must-have coin, curious types crave interesting experiences. Bittrex is a cryptocurrency exchange empowering traders to feed their curiosity. With hundreds of trading pairs, Bittrex offers a platform for next big thing discoverers to create the crypto experiences they've been looking for. Trade beyond the trend at bittrex.com. It's your move.